strong and, and came out on the holiday. You decided not to, you know, go on a big vacation because you knew that somebody had to come to church and encourage the pastor. I want to talk to you about oxygen today. You're going to need some oxygen in your life, okay? Everybody needs oxygen. When you get all stressed out, what do people tell you? Breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. Amen. I've been told by my wife that when I'm asleep, I stop breathing. I said, well, I haven't seen any bright lights, nor have I heard any choir singing in my sleep. I said, apparently, I'm not stopping breathing enough. But a human will die within five to ten minutes without oxygen. You got to have oxygen. Next to God, oxygen is right on the next line of, of living. Okay? And then the one right under that is money. What's it take to live? God, oxygen, and money. Just think about it. A single tree produces 260 pounds of oxygen a year. Nearly all the breathable oxygen of Earth's atmosphere is provided by plants and trees through photosynthesis. Trees release oxygen every time they use energy from sunlight to make glucose from water and carbon dioxide. Oxygen's atomic weight is 16.00 atomic mass unit. Don't ask me what that means because I don't know. I just put it in there because maybe somebody does know. Okay? And if I'm looking at you weird, okay, I had my glasses adjusted. Okay? And I don't know what language I was speaking. I thought I was speaking English, but I think they thought they heard me in Swahili or Portuguese or something because these are, they, they're messed up. I've been twice. Okay, finally I just said, I'm going to make a doctor's appointment and get a new pair. So if you have bifocals, when I go like this, you're all blurry. Okay, you're, you're good right here. Okay, so, the, yeah. The third most abundant element in the universe is oxygen. Third most abundant unit. Distiller, now watch, distilling from liquefied air can purify oxygen. The seawater carries about 4.95 milliliters of oxygen. There's actually more oxygen in the water than there is in the air. And a fish's gill, when the water passes through those gills, those gills grab that oxygen. Isn't it amazing? Babies, you ever wonder why babies in the womb don't drown? They're not really breathing. Their mom is breathing for them. And the oxygen is carried from the mom into the umbilical cord into the baby's body. How about that? Notice I didn't say fetus. All right, some of you got that. Oxygen is two times more soluble in water than nitrogen. Two-thirds of the human body mass is oxygen. Oxygen bolsters combustion. Oxygen is a non-metal. And you cannot taste, see, or smell oxygen. Almost two-thirds of the weight of the living things come from oxygen. One-fifth of the Earth's atmosphere is made up of oxygen. Look at your neighbor and say, oxygen. Oxygen. Yes, oxygen. 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 Yes, oxygen. Oxygen. Genesis chapter 2 is where we're going today. Brother Clark, you might need to turn me down a little bit. I don't know. Am I too loud out there? Because I might get crazy here in a minute. I might get on far. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. God went. The New Living Translation says, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and man became a living person. You are not a living person without oxygen. Watch this. You are not a living person without God's oxygen. You see, there's natural oxygen and there's spiritual oxygen. Oh, man. 
I'm feeling good today. This feels better than an all-you-can-eat buffet right now. Amen. Amen. Woo. There's spiritual oxygen and there's natural oxygen. We need natural oxygen to breathe and let our bodies function. We have to have a certain percentage. We have to have 90% oxygen in our blood at all times or we're going to begin to have, uh, we're going to begin to have troubles. We're going to begin to have our body break down because there's not enough oxygen to feed our organs and our body. Amen. So there's that natural oxygen that we need, and then there's a spiritual oxygen that we need. So I want to preach about this today. I'm going to talk about breathing, okay? It says, God breathed into man's nostrils, and he became a living soul. It comes from the word, uh, see that OT5395? That's the primary word there. It means a puff, a wind, maybe angry, or a vital breath. A divine inspiration. God breathed into man's nostrils and man became a living soul. Now the King James, all those words down there come from that one word that means a puff of wind or a vital breath. Blast, breath, inspiration, soul, and spirit. The word spirit comes from the same word that means wind. In the New Testament, it's pneuma. Pneuma, okay? I, don't, I want to tell you today, don't run out of breath. All right? I want to share with you today just one little thought on this holiday because you know what? It's holiday weekend and I'm getting paid holiday hours. I'm getting paid prevailing wages and you can't afford a long sermon. Besides that, I heard my keyboard players got to leave early for work, so I got to get this done. Amen. Don't run out of breath. Don't run out of breath. We run out of breath from physical exhaustion. We run out of breath from mental exhaustion. I'll never forget. Uh, now, some people will disagree with this, but I try to feel like I'm not very hard-headed. I'm afraid I am. All right? Years ago, we uh, went to Hawaii, and we were on the island of Maui. And now, all the Hawaiian islands, they say, were created by volcanoes like 50, 100,000 billion years ago. I just believe the Lord made them like that. I think that the Lord is an artist, and he can paint it however he wants it. But we were on the island of Maui, and the island of Maui, they say, was formed by a volcano called Haleakala. And Haleakala is at about 13,000 feet. So we, were, we went to Haleakala in the morning. About We left our... our a hotel room about 3 o'clock in the morning to drive up on top of this, ex, this crater of this extinct volcano. Drive. You hear drive? It wasn't Cocoa Head where you had to walk, climb, and, you know, man, man crawl and pray to God you didn't fall. It, we drove, which is, that's my speed. I like comfort, okay? And so we drove up there to watch the sun rise because it's so high that actually you are above the clouds and the sun comes up over the clouds and you're watching it. And then when the sun gets high enough, it hits all of the, the volcanic dust and it's like a, it's like a light show. I mean, there's, there's oranges and pinks and greens and all kinds. It's beautiful. But long story short, we're at 13,000 feet and they had an observation tower that you could go up a little bit higher and it said, do not run danger high altitude do you know what I did now that's when I was young and not very smart now I'm older and just a little smarter I ran and I'm running up those steps and I'm like this isn't what are they talking about this ain't nothing and so I get to the top, and there was, a, there was a platform there, an observation platform where you could look out, you know. And, and it's like, this ain't nothing. And by the time I got to the middle of that platform, I was going, <gasps> because the higher you go, the less the oxygen is. And your lungs are needing that oxygen. You know, that's the only time I did that. 
because I didn't know if I was going to die or not. So you've got to breathe. You've got to have oxygen. You can't lose out. Don't lose your breath. Some of us are going through situations in our lives, in our marriages, in our families, in our finances, in our health, whatever it is, you've got to keep your breath. You've got to keep your breath in your body. You've got to keep that breath in there. So we already talked about, you know, you get upset, and what do they tell you? Breathe. Just relax and breathe. You know that sometimes they'll give you, a, what, a paper bag? You go, right? So you're breathing and get that done. I want to talk about the wind of God and the breath of God today. There was wind at the Red Sea. There was an east wind at the Red Sea, Exodus chapter 14, 21. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made, hey, what in the world? Wow. Hey. Whoa. Hallelujah. Yes. And made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground. Let me, let me have you repeat this. Say dry ground. God wants to give you direction in your life. God wants to give you passages through some tough places in your life. But you're going to have to back off. You're going to have to let God do what God has to do to make the seabed dry so that you can walk to the other side of deliverance. You see, a lot of us have, are guilty of the fact that we want to control everything. I don't know, a lot of us are, people are two different things. They're control freaks. We want to control everything ourselves. And the other half of the people are just freaks. Right? Don't look at me and say, I can't believe you said that, Pastor. You, you know you think that. You leave, you leave Walmart and you think, well, that was one of the strangest experiences I've ever had in my life. But we like to control things. We want it to come out just like we have it. Sometimes you can't control anything. Sometimes you can't control the situation. Sometimes you can't control what's going on in your life. And you get all nervous. That's when you've got to have the breath of God begin to blow on a Red Sea and begin to divide and say, I want you to just take one step at a time. The first thing that God said to Moses was when they got there, he said this. He said, I am going to put an angel in front of you and an angel behind you. I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to realize that, do you know that you have angels that go with you always? You have angels of the Lord that go with you always. How do you know that, Pastor? I read the Bible. It's in there. Psalm 34, 7 says, And the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fears him and delivers him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The angel of the Lord is with you. Macy, everywhere you go, you got an angel. So you better be living right so you don't embarrass that angel. Oh, let me, let me spread out. We all better be living right. Yeah, we better not be spending two hours at Walmart every time. We got an angel of the Lord that protects us at all times. So, well, I don't know about that, Pastor. Well, guess what? The Bible says also that, you know, the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fears him. And the, when uh, Lucifer was kicked out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with him. And they became the demonic spirits in the earth, in the atmosphere. But you see, what happens here is this. For every bad angel, there were still two good angels. And so you're on the winning side, but you just can't have control of everything all the time. You just can't try to fix everything and manipulate everything, and everything's just got to be perfect and just right. Sometimes you have to fall back into the arms of Jesus and just let him do what he's got to do. Amen? Let's give the Lord some praise on that. That's pretty good there. You've got to let the Lord do what he's going to do. When we were going through our transition, uh, before we even started this church, we were going through the transition, we did not have all the answers. We didn't know what was going on. I remember one, one day, you know, hey, we had, we had four kids, ages 2 to 12. Ages 2 to 12. Now, that's a big span. And so we're trying to figure out not only financially what we're going to do, but what are we going to do ministry-wise? 
What's going to happen now? What's going to take place? We didn't know, but you just have to take one day at a time, one step at a time. You have to trust God with this step that you're in, and you have to have faith to believe that when you take the next step, he's going to be right there with you as well. And you just keep taking step after step after step, and God will lead you into that process. But we got to get our hands off of it, because the only thing that dried up that Red Sea was an east wind from God. The only thing that dried up that Red Sea was the wind... The breath of God. And sometimes we have to have the breath of God in our lives that gets us back on track, that gets us back in the position that he wants us in. What did God say to Moses at the Red Sea? Stand still. Now, if you want to go into a lot of detail, and I touched on this a few weeks ago when I talked about drawing the enemy out, how God wants to bring the enemy out to us so that God can wipe him out forever. God actually made the children of Israel move to a different position so they could get trapped in that valley. They were in one spot and God said, I don't want you there, I want you moving here. God may tell you to go somewhere and do something and to move in a position in your life that makes no sense at all. But he's got a plan when he gets you there. You cannot and will not see his glory there unless you move from here. It might be good here. There might be a beautiful beach here. There might be beautiful waves here. There might be coconut trees here. Who knows, there may be a smoothie stand just up the road where you can get smoothies all day long. But God says, I don't want you by the smoothie stand. I want you down here in this part here because I want you to get trapped so when Pharaoh comes to get you, I have a plan for Pharaoh. God is already moving in your situation before you think he's moving in your situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said God has already moved in your situation and you don't even think he's moving. Even when I don't feel it, you're moving. Even when I don't see it, you're moving. You never stop. We all sing it. We all think it's beautiful. But do we really believe it? Do we believe it? Do we believe that God is really moving? So God sends this east wind. Watch out. Let's see what else goes on. Now, this thing is incredible today. Jonathan, move me a slide, would you? Yeah. Winds in dry places. Anybody ever been in a dry place? Anybody ever been in a dry place? I saw Alex at the bank the other day. He didn't realize I saw him, but he was trapped in. He came to land to Lincoln. I was in that big white van. Did you know it was me? You did? I think was I don't know if he was trying to come through the wrong way or not, but he got trapped and he had to back up and back in. Then he walked in. He didn't even look at me and wave. He didn't even look at me and wave. I cried the rest of the day. Did you wave? You did? Maybe I forgot. I don't know. But he was trapped in the parking lot. Trapped in there. Dry places. We're in dry places. Sometimes you're in dry places. Listen, I hate to tell you this. Sometimes you're going to walk with the Lord, and you're not going to feel him. Watch. Sometimes you're going to be in a really bad spot, and you're going to pray, and he ain't going to say nothing. He ain't going to say nothing. You ever been there? If you've walked with the Lord at any time in your life, you know that there are times when he doesn't say nothing. You can't feel him. You just feel like you're out there all by myself. You're wondering where he's at. 
Do you know that God told Abram he was going to have a baby? Sarah was going to have a baby. That's awesome. Do you know what happened? The next morning, Sarah comes out with the EPT and says, Look, look, says we're going to have a baby. No. You know how long it took? 24 years. Who's 24 in here? Anybody 24? Austin will be 24 in a couple weeks. Austin. So as long as Austin's been alive, that's from the time that God said he'd have the baby, they'd have the baby, until the baby finally showed up. 24 years. Austin, you've been alive a long time? Yeah, he guesses. Yeah, 24 years. What in the world? What's happening? What happens? Sometimes you go through dry places. Sometimes we go through places where you can't feel God. Sometimes you go through places where you can't recognize that God is even at. Sometimes you go through places and you look around and there's no God there. Well, there was a prophet named Ezekiel in chapter 37 that found himself in the same situation. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. Somebody say, very dry. Very dry. There wasn't any moisture there. There wasn't any, any life there. You know, water brings life. You know, I've, I've been on this kick of watching um, um, one channel on Friday nights. It's all about African a- animals. See, now you know when you're getting old when you start watching animal shows. Okay. I even, I even DVR them. So I can watch animals and attack. Hey, I preached some good messages from the animal planet. Amen. So there you go. And, and up in Zimbabwe, it's very, very dry until the rains, rainy season comes. And when the rains come, it brings life all the way back through, and the rivers fill back up again, and the swamps and the marshes, and the animals all return. You see, because the animals, all their instinct is is to survive. And so they're always looking for food, and they're always looking for water. And so it brings all the animals back. And they were, there were all these dry bones were there, and it was very, very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Are these bones living? And he said, Lord, you're the only one that knows. And he said, I want you to prophesy unto these bones and say to them, Old dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I want you to speak to the bones. A lot of times we have failed to speak to our situation. A lot of times we have failed to speak to our circumstances. You see, you are created in the image of God. Yes? No? Maybe. Right? You remember in the third grade when you wanted to get a girlfriend? You sent her a note. Will you go with me? I don't know where we were going, but that's what we said. And you say yes or no, please check one. Sometimes she wouldn't check any. Sometimes she'd write a new line in there and say maybe. You already got the nose? Frank, but the Lord's got a new day for you, son. Amen. Those are the dry places. But if you got a maybe, finally you get smart and say yes or no. Do not say maybe. Anybody else do that? All right, I just thought it was me, and I was nuts. Okay, so very dry place. Very dry place. What's going on? Thus say, okay, so watch. Thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will cause breath. Everybody say breath. Breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Why? Because he said, I want you to speak to it. We are created in the image of God, yes or no? Yes, we all know that. God uses two things, two powerful elements in the universe. Remember what they are? Thoughts and words. God said it. God thought it. He spoke it. Guess what? That's how we're created. We're created in that mode. We think, then we speak. So when you're in a valley of dry bones, you need to speak to the situation. You need to think what the will of God is and then speak. You need to think what the word of God says and then speak. There is no problem in this world that any of us will ever face that the answer to that situation is not found in the Word. The Word, the Word, the Word. That's why you got to put the Word in you. That's why you got to get the Word in you every day. You got to eat every day. 
Amen? Seven days without one week makes, seven days without prayer makes one week. But you've got to get the word in you. How many of you ate today yet? You've eaten, I'm sorry, you've eaten, right? How many of you ate yesterday? Okay, keep your hand up. How many of you ate yesterday? How many of you ate uh, Friday? Margaret, you ain't ate yet? Okay, so look look around. We're all, we've all eaten. We're all eating. Why? Why? Because you've got to have food every day. You've got to keep your body strong. If you don't keep your body strong, you're not going to be able to perform. You're not going to be able to live and work and all that business. And so he said, I want you to speak to it. You've got to eat the word every day. You've got to have the, a relationship with the Lord every day. Breath, it comes from this ruah, ruah. It, it, it means wind. By resemblance, breath. <laughs> Preach to the wind. Talk to the wind. Talk to the breath. And I will lay sinew upon you and will bring you up uh, flesh and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Guess what? Just do what you're told. When the Lord tells you to do something, just do it. Just do what you're told. I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and a shaking, and bones came together, bone to his bone. bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinew and the flesh came upon them, and the sin and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. There was no breath in them. Say, no breath. Then he said, prophesy unto the wind. And say to the wind, O breath, breathe upon these slain. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet in an exceeding great army. Everybody breathe. Yours doesn't sound as good as mine. It's not good on this microphone diaphragm. Breath. Breathe. Jesus mentioned the wind. I'm closing. I'm closing, Kirsten. Jesus mentioned the wind. Jesus talked about the wind. John chapter 3, verse 7. Amplified. The Amplified says it's so beautiful. Marvel not. Do not be surprised, astonished at my telling you, you must all be born anew from above. Every one of us has to be born again. We cannot get into heaven without being born again. Oh, pastor, man, that is hard. That's what the Bible says. It was in red. Jesus said it. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Except to be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. He said, listen, you, if, don't, don't be astonished at me telling you if you're going to get in the kingdom, you're going to have to be born different than you born before. Because when we were born before, we came out sinners. For all have sinned, right? And came short of the glory of God. We were born in sin. We were shaped in iniquity. That's what David said. We were born sinners. We knew how to shoplift at two and a half years old. We knew how to steal. We knew how to lie at four years old. We knew how to lie at three years old. We, it just came natural to us. It's just part of our makeup. And that's, listen, that is not going to get into the kingdom of heaven. Heaven is a wonderful place. Heaven is a glorious place. Heaven is a beautiful place. And the, the old song says, sin can never enter there. Isn't that what it says? You heard that song before? So he said, the wind blows where it wills. And though you hear its sound, you neither know where it comes from nor where it's going, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. John the Baptist verified this. He said in Matthew chapter 3.11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire. Say fire. Say fuego. Fuego, fuego, fuego. Yeah. That's what they say in Honduras. It's fire. Fire, fire, fire. Fuego, fuego, fuego. Fire, fire, fire. Now, let's all stand. I'm talking about the breath in your life today. I'm talking about the fire of God in your life today. I don't know if you caught it or not, 
You might have caught it, didn't think anything more, much about it, it was just, just a statistic. But there was one part that I put up there that said oxygen bolsters combustion. You see, our cars have what's called a combustion, combustion engine. It takes a part of fuel. Help me here, Dave, make sure I'm right. It takes a part of fuel and a part of air, and it puts it into the chamber. I'm looking at Larry. Am I right, Larry, so far? I'm getting thumbs up from all the mechanics so far. And it goes into the cylinder, and then a piston pops it. And that air ignites that fuel. Am I right? So, come on, it's elementary. Is that I'm close? Okay, I'm close enough. Let's get a little bit where we all got it. Anybody ever build a fire? And if you want the fire to burn and to catch, what do you have to do? Because oxygen bolsters combustion. When's the last time we were on fire? When was the last time that any of us was in his presence so long that his fire went from a smolder to a raging flame? And that Holy Spirit just began to burn in us and cleanse us and purify us and make us what we need to be. I'm going to tell you, as a pastor, as a pastor, we're in the last days, brothers and sisters. We're coming down to the end. I don't know if you pay attention to the news. I read the news every day. I want to stay up on the news every day. I need to as a pastor. I don't want to just not know what's going on in the world. Now, all of those that are opposed to a certain way and political inclination in the world are saying, if Joe Biden does not win in a landslide, we're going to burn cities down. You know what the church is going to have to do? It's time for the church to ignite herself. It's time for brothers and sisters, me and you, to get the Holy Ghost burning in our lives. To get the Holy Ghost moving in our lives. Because I'm telling you, not only is there evil in the world out in the world, but the devil is fighting the church as well. And if you don't have the fire of the Holy Ghost burning in your life, there's going to be a temptation come. There's going to be a trial come. There's going to be something come. And I'm telling you, it won't be all at once. The devil doesn't do it all at once. The devil does it very systematically, and he does it one piece at a time. You know the, the game Jenga, where you got the wood stacked up, right? And you pull it out here, and then you take what you pulled out, and you put it up on top until it all falls down. The devil does that in our lives. The devil begins to pull things out of our life. Well, you really don't need to go to prayer this week. Uh, you know, it's Wednesday night, and, and pastor, pastor just rants and raves on Wednesday nights. You don't need that. And you just... Oh, and by the way, those of you who were here Wednesday night, that's a pretty good lesson. Wasn't it? Failure is not final. Failure is not final. I'm continuing that with somebody else this week. Failure is not final. But you see, the devil lays a trap on all of us. And he's very patient because he's been deceiving people for 6,000 years. He knows your weak spot. He, and the chain is only as strong as the weakest link. He knows exactly the buttons to push in your life that get you going. He knows exactly that if he can pull you out of church for just a little while, then he can start laying stuff on you to start pushing your buttons until you don't know how to react, until you live inside of a shell. But the shell is just a shell because there's no fire in the shell. There's no fire in the stove anymore. There's no fire in the furnace anymore because we haven't allowed the breath of God 
Don't run out of breath. Don't run out of the wind of God. So Paul said, it's time for all of us to lay down every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. And it's time to run with patience the race that is set before us. Brothers and sisters, there's no guarantee that any of us will be here a year from now. The rapture could happen. There's no guarantee that some of us will not be here a year from now simply because the devil could take us out. Because there have been those that have said among us that we thought would never happen. Things have happened. Oh, we're playing for keeps today. We're playing for real. And if you're going to be in this end time church, you better get the end time fire. If you're going to be in this end time church, we better get the end time fire. If we're going to be in this end time revival and this end time church and this end time move of the spirit, you're going to have to have the breath on you all the time. Don't lose your breath. Who will join me today in prayer up here? Who will join me and say, I want the fire stoked in my life by the breath of God. I got the Holy Ghost, Pastor, but it's not as moving like it should. You just need some breath on it. I got the Holy Ghost, Pastor, but it's not as powerful as it used to be. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with worldliness. I'm struggling with priorities. I'm struggling with trying to get things balanced in my life. I'm struggling with control. You just need the breath. Close your eyes. Listen to the song. that said the bones were all there the bodies had come together but there was no life in them I read an article last week that said approximately 20% of the churches will close this year approximately 20% of the churches in North America will close this year they're going to close because of finances. They're going to be closing because of lack of attendance. They're going to be closing also because there's no fire in them. There's probably 17 to 20 churches in Vandalia. I believe we were number 16 or 17 years ago. But not all of them have breath in them. Not all of them have breath in them. They're dead. They're still in existence because the older folks that, were, that have been there 40 years, 50 years, are the only thing keeping it alive and going. But what we're going into now in this last day, in this last hour, this generation of the world that we live in, this is a generation upon, Jesus said this, this is the generation upon whom the ends of the earth shall come. We're going to have to be a church of fire, and we're going to have to be a church of power, and we're going to have to be a church that has the breath in it of God. Amen? We're going to have to have the breath of God in us, in Jesus' name. And it's going to be uncomfortable for us, 
And it's going to be hard for us. And we're going to have to break away from lethargy. We're going to have to break away from complacency. We're going to have to break away from, oh, I like this church over there because they got a lot of this and they do a lot of that. And guess what? You better get somebody that knows how to pray. Because, brother, when they come and they come and they come, you're going to have to know how to pray in the name of Jesus. You're going to have to have the breath of God on you. So, Lord, breathe on me. Breathe on me. Those of you who want the fire reignited, come on up here real fast. Those of you who want something more, come on up here real fast. Real fast. God, I got to have your breath. In the name of Jesus. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us in the name of Jesus. God, let your fire be activated in my life. Let your fire, God, the Holy Ghost inside of me. The Holy Ghost inside of me, Lord, reignite it in the name of Jesus. Reignite my passion. Reignite my hunger. Reignite my desire in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Breathe on us, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we repent. God, we repent in the name of Jesus. With the breath of heaven, oh, breathe on us, oh, Lord. Breathe on me. Fill this place with the breath of heaven. Breathe on us, Lord. Those of you who can, let the Holy Ghost pray through you right now. Those of you who can, let the Holy Ghost pray through you right now. Stir it up, God. Stir up the gift in me. Stir up the gift in me. Blow on me, Lord. Lord, let that wind ignite and bolster the fire of the Holy Ghost in my life. The fire of your spirit in my life in the name of Jesus. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Breathe on us, Lord. somebody let that be your cry breathe on me lord stir up the gift of god stir up the gift of god that was given to us with prophecy and the laying on of hands 
So, Lord, we repent right now. Let's repent together, brothers and sisters. Lord, we repent in the name of Jesus. We repent of those things, God, that have drawn us away from you. Oh, Lord, those times, those initial experiences with you when you first came into our presence, when you first came into our hearts, God, we were so on fire and so in love with you, God. And now the enemy has tried to distract us and detour us. The enemy has tried to pull away our, our attention from you and the things of the kingdom and what really matter to the busyness of life. Forgive us, God. Forgive us in the name of Jesus Christ. God, let your wind blow across the fire of your spirit again in my life. Let your wind blow in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, let your spirit burn the dead places of our heart away. Let it burn away our flesh today that has gotten in the way in Jesus' name. Let it blow, let it blow, let it blow. Blow, wind, blow in the name of Jesus. Blow, wind, blow in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Lord, stir up. Speak to us. Stir us up. Speak to us in dreams. Lord, I release dreams on this congregation in the name of Jesus. I release, God, you to speak to us through dreams and visions as you did in the early days of the church. Lord, bring us back to that time period in Jesus' name. Bring us back to dreams, Lord, of what you want us to do. Bring us back to dreams, Lord, of what you have planned for us. Dreams, Lord, of what you can do. And God, move us into key places and key positions to touch the right people, the hungry hearts, in the name of the Lord. For God, we live in dangerous times. We see, Lord, cities burning for a hundred nights in a row. We see, Lord, hatred on the streets. We see murder. We see violence. God, we see it all. We realize, Lord, that the First Amendment rights are okay for everybody but your church, everybody but your people. So, God, we know the last hour is coming. We know, Lord, we're living in the beginnings of the last hour. So, God, set us on fire. Blow on us again, Jesus. Ignite us again, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Ignite us again. Ignite our desire. Ignite our purpose. Ignite our vision in the name of Jesus Christ. Ignite us, Lord. Oh, God, oh, God. Fan the flames of your spirit inside of each and every one of us. Look, oh yes, Lord, you said that he that tries to save his life would lose it. And he that would lose his life for the sake of the kingdom would find it. So God, set us as firebrands in this community. Set us as firebrands in this community. Yes, Lord, we've talked to people and people have come to church and people have left. We've seen people that we've tried to work with come and go. But God, send us to more hungry people. Send us to people that are willing to do whatever, that are so hungry, God, that it doesn't care what it looks like, it doesn't care what it tastes like, but it's, Lord, nourishment for their soul. In the name of Jesus, send us to the hungry and the thirsty in the name of Jesus. Oh, can somebody help me now? Send us, Lord, to the hungry and the thirsty in Jesus' name. Blow on us, God. Help us not to lose our breath. Don't lose your breath. Don't lose your breath. Lord, maybe we've allowed things to come into my home that shouldn't be there. Maybe we've allowed things to come into our homes. Maybe we've watched things online. Maybe we've engaged in activities we shouldn't have. 
So, Lord, we repent now. We just ask you to forgive us now in the name of Jesus. Forgive us now in the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Now, I want you, we've already repented. I want you to just go ahead and I want you to let the Holy Ghost speak. If you can speak in the Spirit, I want you to do that. Let it seal up the ground you've gained. Let us seal it up. Oh, breathe on me, breathe on me. Alayala la Mahashataya Mahaya. We don't want to be a church with no breath in it. We don't want to be a church and a people with no breath in them, God. We've got to have the breath that makes us alive, the breath that sets us on fire, this breath that separates us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus, now, God, we just worship you and give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for working on us today. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for showing us, God, maybe areas in our lives. Thank you for showing me an area in my life, a way of life that was normal to me that, God, you may not be pleased with. Thank you for showing us that today. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to overcome in the name of Jesus. Thank you for giving us victory over sin, victory over the devil in the name of Jesus. Thank you for letting us walk in unity and walk in love. Hallelujah. For bearing one another and forgiving one another in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let your love dwell in this church and in this house in the name of Jesus. Let your love flow deep in this place in Jesus' name. Oh, and God, work on all the backsliders in the name of Jesus. Talk to their hearts. Speak to their lives. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. O te ashon de la mahaya, de le mokosanda yada boho siri o te ala la mahashanda la mahaya. Haliyoro ramo hasanda mahaya. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ala mahaya. Bola yada la mahaya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's sing it again before we go. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Fill this place. oxygen which is breath and we can't live without his breath in us don't lose your breath don't lose your breath amen amen you know what 
not only are about 20% of the church is going to close this year, but the churches that are open have lost about 20 to 25% of their members because they're comfortable now Turn it online. One guy said, oh, yeah, we turn it online, and we go mow grass or clean the kitchen. See, that's not as intimate as this is. That doesn't help you keep your breath. And before long, worldliness is going to creep in, and the world is going to creep in, and you're going to start saying things that you didn't used to say and start doing things you didn't used to do, not when you was a sinner, but when you first got in the kingdom. So let me ask you this in, in closing. Brother Danny's going to pray and dismiss us. But here's the thing. What does our walk with the Lord and our level and intensity of heat measure up to when he first came into our lives? You know, when he first came in, when you got that Holy Ghost for the first time, and it was like, I've heard him say, this is better than any drug I've ever taken. <laughs> it's free. You won't have withdrawals. And you won't get arrested. So how does it match up? How does it match up now compared to when you first came in? Amen. pray, God, Lord, that we never forget, Father, as we would get busy with life and that as we get busy with doing our mundane things, Lord, that we have to do. I pray, God, Lord, that it's on the back of our mind, Lord, that we need you, Jesus. Lord, we've got to have you. There's nothing we do in this earth. There's, there's no principle of above you, Lord. There's no uh, anything, Lord, that, that is here that we need more than you. And I pray, God, Lord, that this church is ignited from this point forward, Lord. I pray we're ignited with the power and the authority. I pray, Jesus, that we fill, you fill us up, Lord. And I pray, God, Lord, as we lay our head down at night, Lord, that you're on our mind. And I pray, Jesus, when we wake up, Lord, you're there on our minds. And I pray, God, that you transform us, that you transform us through the breath and, the, and that breath of life, Lord, that you breathe, that only you can breathe, Father, that that Holy Ghost, that spirit, that fire, Lord, let, let it consume us, Father, and, and ignite us for this calling. say we can and we can try but we can't we've got to have you seal it up right now Father in the name of Jesus Christ seal it up right now seal it up right now in the name of Jesus Christ Amen you this week and I pray that his hand is upon you and that uh, we come back this Wednesday excited for God and uh, what he's going to do in our lives what he, and, and seeing him transport, uh, transform other people's lives but uh, I, I just pray that um, uh, as a body that we get on fire for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's get on fire. <laughs>